Oh, why haven't we heard that before? Why nobody I know, it's... ever thought of that? <laughs> well, Mr. Dennis, good evening to you. Hello. 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 Hello to you, young Eric. Hello. Eric. How are you doing this evening? I I don't know. You... I feel like Otto Schwarzenegger. You, you sound very Austrian. I'm from California. Ah. That was a long time ago. Are you the governor? No. I don't speak English. You went into your English pattern there. No. Ah. Didn't okay. you? You fell into it. I, well, I mean. Do you Irish? Do you Irish? Irish? I, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if I can. Know. I don't know. You'll ever get it right. You're just a shite. You know, I need. I need some more Jameson. I said to be dull witted. <laughs> that went into upper crust English. Oh, yeah. well, you appear to be yeah. to be a bit dull witted. Oh, darling, don't say that. Dull witted. Don't say that to the boy, darling. You would crush his spirit. I loved in. Uh, I loved in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody when. Uh, at the press conference, Malik did this so fabulous, and and uh, they said they said to Freddie Mercury, said, "Now that you go out this morning, you go fix your teeth." <laughs> and 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 Freddie Mercury says, "No, we're in England. I don't want to stand out." <laughs> no, yep, that's a good moment. Freddie, uh, Freddie, your teeth. Uh, why don't you get your teeth fixed? I live in Britain. I don't want to stand out. Just uh, you know, as if he had heard it, and it flashes back to his. His uh, self-appointed uh, 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 tryout for the right, for the right. band, the Smile Band. What, what was the name of it? The Smile was it? I don't know what the name of the what the, I think what it was the band the smile. was. With the big. Uh, but yeah, they, but they said, and, and in that in that comeback, he said, um, "Yeah, I've got uh, extra incisors." And but and apparently they, had, that, they, they had they had a wider range. That's right. The, apparently that that made him uh, a better singer, and that he was always worried about fixing the teeth because right. he was worried that it would mess up his his. Right, I tell you. However, however, I did read an article where there was a, somebody did a scientific study, like, you know, proper academics, uh, that disproved the myth. Apparently there's this myth that, that Freddie could, could sing in four octaves, which is just a total, no one can do that. Neither could he. Uh, and, and apparently neither could there he, you but, go. uh, but he, because, but he, with his falsetto, he could, he could mimic, uh, the, and why wouldn't the falsetto count in his, uh, vocal repertoire is allowable it, under these it, it, I mean do you know it depends on how you define how you define singing I mean I think it's a it's a different vibration gotta keep those good vibrations happening with you what episode was that gotta keep the, your best so your best edited you ending it's the one it's the only podcast that I've ever listened to for more than about 30 seconds just to hear that ending that you did it was right it, well, and the singing with the crickets, and, and, and then the crickets. <laughs> you nailed out. the tempo. You nailed as the tempo and the and the pitch. Yeah, just which that's the thing that I have no capability of doing. You know, right? Well, that's how all my music is by ear. I, I had. When I was in the choir at the Presbyterian Church, because I couldn't read music, but because I had I have a, a good ear. The choir master, brilliant young man uh, and funny, uh, had me stand next to the best tenor, uh, who was uh, classical uh, uh, type uh, tenor, 
but uh, also had studied music for I don't know how long. He was a very successful businessman. His name was Doug. And he was a great guy on top of it, you know. But right. because of my ear, what Doug said to me after about the second uh, rehearsal, he said, it's amazing to me how you are with me entirely, but you are mm-hmm. the smallest of split seconds behind me. And it's unnerving <laughs> because I'm right. hearing you echo me. And, and um, I had never, I, I, of course, that's what I do, you know, is I, I hear it. Right. But obviously his ear is so sensitive that that split second of hearing it and singing it, which means, of course, that there is some delay, although I pick it up within the rhythm. It's not like he ends a note and I'm on the other note. I mean, we're doing it together. Right, right, right. But he's just a split second ahead of me, apparently. But he helped teach me. I'll have to remember the name of it. Maybe you put it in the post-it notes, but it's like an old uh, tune that is uh, in French. And it's about the congregation rising up and supporting the singer who has gone through whatever human Mm -hmm. uh, tragedy. But it's a tribute to the congregation and how they how they helped them through this, which was what had happened to me through the you know, the hard times you know about, but, um, but the joyous, uh, celebratory and, and my, my deep felt feeling to thank them propelled me to learn the entire fucking thing in French mm-hmm. without reading, without really being able to read a lick of music. <laughs> if I was reading the music along with Doug singing it along with, uh, the, the choir master helping me, then I can, I can yeah. see and read. I can hear the music. I can feel the music in the note that I'm looking at on paper. But so, uh, you know, and that helped me eventually with tempo when a particular note was a very quick note. I could see that on the written music. It knew that it was coming up and it was just a quick hit. Um, But a lot of fun to to uh, dig into all Hmm. that uh, voice as an instrument kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's really fascinating that some people just have that ability. Uh, I imagine some of it can be learned, but a lot of it is just either you have it or you don't. And people like me that rarely go to church, uh, we're all familiar with the with the singing a, a half a beat behind the rest of the of the congregation, <laughs> of figuring out you know the whatever the hymn is, uh, because you can just sort of you can just sort of do that. There's a phenomenon where hearing yourself echoed back to you, like on a. If you've ever been on a conference call and the audio yeah. is has a delay yeah. and you can hear whatever you just said yeah. right back to it's you. It's impossible. It's impossible. And they um they I think I'll look this up and put it in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash zero two one because we're on the blackjack episode. Um the there's this I think it was MIT did this uh the created this thing. It was this sort of a um it's sort of this audio gun that you could point it was a microphone and a speaker and you could point it at someone and what it would do is listen to what they were saying and reflect their what their speech back to them like a half a second later or uh, even even less just um you know a quarter of a second later and they called it the gun that will make anyone shut up because (laughs) you can't because it is it is impossible it is impossible to keep talking when you can hear yourself echoed in a in a split second behind you that is crazy that is crazy Anyone that's ever been on one of those conference calls right. knows that feeling because you cannot make right. a coherent sentence. Or if you're on this podcast, it's also hard to make <laughs> make sense. Back in the day, you said I may have mentioned when I was in grade school, I was a soprano, and uh, one uh, thing that I was able to do in, in my soprano years 
was to be able to carry forward with me a very unique uh, whistle that I can still do. Uh, but now, but now it's matured because it starts as a started as a soprano note, but ends up in a in a in a baritone. I can occasionally do bass with this whistle. How does whistle range relate to vocal range? Is it pretty similar? Oh, it's, it's because same, because it's all about the, the volume of your throat and mouth, I guess. The ability to use the volume to be able to achieve your notes. The volume or the or the, uh, the hollow, the space, yeah, the in, I'm using volume, and it's hard to talk about uh, sound and use the word volume to mean uh, right. know, physical space. Right. But yes, right, but but you're right. The spatial volume would be. Uh, so, are you going to perform for us now? Well, it's not. It's it just takes. It, um, well. Oh. So that's, wow, that's the, impressive. That's I'm going to enjoy that waveform when I'm editing. Have you ever heard anything more real? I mean, that that is the truest. I and it's a skill I've had. I mean, I meant to, people are going to call this fake news, but well, no, but no, they just it's they not. just heard it. I witnessed that with my own ears. Well, you can see me. So, and so did our listeners. Yes, what? in spite of them, Dennis was in spite of them. No bastard listeners. Why are you mad at them in now? What do they do? Oh, I know. They put his 550th in a Uruguay comedic poll, but out of a thousand. Remember, we were 849 once. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're, making, we're making our we're way making up. progress. Now, I want to know how we're doing in Nicaragua. Soon, That's the soon we're going to be. If, if Uruguay, as you would say it in your distorted way, we're 550th in Nicaragua. We're at least 420. Nicaragua. Nicaragua? How do you pronounce it? Okay. Huh. Nicaragua. Nicaragua? Nope. Sorry. You have to look it up. Put it in the show notes. I know I'm right. I guess in Spanish it would be Nicaragua. Nicaragua. But what's the, what's the Spanish term for taking a holiday, particularly from your wife? De Rodriguez. De Rodriguez. Yes. The thing I like about that the most is the last, this last, the ending, the TH instead of the Z. The Rodriguez. That's the... A little spittle. That's the little spittle forms. I feel so Spanish when that happens. That's the thing. Whenever I try and talk, if whenever I go to, uh, to, to America and I'm in a Mexican restaurant and I want to order number 13 on the menu and I say trece, they're like, oh, you're, that's a different Spanish. So You say what? I say, I, I say trece. And then they would say trece. Oh, you say what? Tre- for 13. And you say what? Trece. You say what? Say it slower. Trece. Trece? Tre? Trece. Fe. Oh, trece. Trece. Because I don't, uh, you're doing the, the tongue against the two teeth and the trece instead yes. of yes. the lips. Trece. Trece. Yes. And what do they say? Trece. Trece. They don't lisp on the on the S sound. Because they're Americanized? Uh, no. Be- well, because... Just the South Americans uh, don't talk the same way that Why? Spaniards do. Are they lazier? I don't know. I mean, according to the president, they're all rapists. So, well, who knows? Yeah. And there's 42 percent of American people supporting the president. So, what does that tell you about this country? Exactly. What does it tell you about this country? 42 percent of what? 42 percent of the people they poll. 42 percent of the people who are pollable. Right of the people that will answer their landline. So, right. These numbers are all suspect to begin with, but. This one doesn't matter how suspected is anything that's in that range. So what's in the cup? A uh, little bit of gin, a little bit of tonic. Tonic. Yep. I'm drinking uh, Don Killian's. Here it is. 
Imagine that, Amber. It's a lot to say about Amber Beer. I, I always like that line in Piano Man where he says, uh, making love to his tonic and gin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you do? Flipping that around. Stick your dick in a glass. Freaking I mean, not on, not on camera. And it's pretty cold with the no, ice. No, because you're you're only showing the chest above, which to my dismay, you were bare chested. Don't ever do that again. I, I have fucking nightmares about that episode. I don't know why. It's probably all those crazy tattoos you have of that look like the, the uh, you know, little scurrying devils in the what's that the, the crazy painting you know that they painted the, the, the eight rings of hell Is that Dante's Inferno painting? no not Dante well they, this painter painted about Dante's Inferno perhaps but I have his painting I, I should one of them a poster I should go get it not uh, not Picasso Picasso's scary no, one was, was... That's, that's fucking scary man I mean that dude was like on a perpetual acid trip. I mean, everything he looked at was like fucking squares and triangles and shit. I mean, that was like, whoa, dude. Whoa. Whoa. And the colors are like, whoa. Well, some of these painters too, like, you know, uh, you know, Picasso, right. Who was crazy on top of it, which helps explain not Picasso, but, uh, uh you think of Salvador Dali. No, he wasn't. That's crazy. the one I'm thinking of. That's, have you seen Dali's work? Yes, that, but, but I don't know that the man was crazy. The man was exceedingly eccentric, but he didn't cut off his ear. Man, I... So near. Oh, you're talking about uh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh is who I meant. What did or, I say? I said somebody else. But anyway, yeah, Van Gogh was you're talking about, I was talking about Picasso. Yeah. Picasso yeah. is like... Oh, yeah. Right? That's just... Well, and poor, and poor Van Gogh, poor, poor Van Gogh got no recognition as a no, painter no. in his lifetime. He painted till he fucking died. And now he's, he's, he's considered one of the best. You know, that's what's going to happen with this podcast is after we die, this is going to be... Right, it'll be long after we're dead, which for me could be soon. Well, I mean, if you keep hitting those ambers, you know, this is going to become just... What? Vivid. What was that? What would you say? What? About my ambers? What did you say about my ambers? I mean... Would you try to slide in there about my ambers? If, if you keep having 25 amber beers every every evening, then, you know... 25? 25 every evening? Are you kidding me? What do you think? I'm a fucking camel? That the hump is full of fucking beer. You're an amber camel. Yeah, that camel, com- that uh, that uh, that commercial where the camel's going around saying, "What day is it? What day is it? It's Wednesday, right? Over the hump day." Uh huh. You seen that commercial? No. You need to link it. It's hilarious. I don't see commercials, but yes, he's, he's I, all right. Camels. That'll be in the show notes. Padding through a small office space, saying, "Hey, what day is it? Hey, hey, what's today? Hey, what day is it?" To everybody, and they're like rolling their eyes. It's very funny. Uh-huh. As as you can as you can tell okay. from just my rendition of it, and uh, guess what day it is, Leslie? Guess what today is? It's Hump Day. It, it's hilarious. <laughs> I tell you what, before the show starts, you'd have two of those drinks. The more you drink, the funnier I am. So remember that. Remember that, Mister Solemn Face, Mister Poopy Pants. It only happened like four times. What? On the air last week. Why don't you define it for our listeners who aren't puking already at the thought of your shitty diaper? But at least you're wearing those big diapers anymore. And, and I asked you whether you wore them or whether you didn't wear them anymore. And you said it all depends, which I thought was quiotic, or as others would say, chaotic. How would you say it? I would either say kicksotic or quicksotic. Really? Huh. That's weird. Yeah. How do you how do you pronounce Don Quixote's name? Well, I'm in, in Spain. It's Don Quixote. Don Quixote. So if it's a Don a, a Quixote, then uh, why would you not pronounce that word 
Quotec. Oh, quiotic. It'd be quill. I don't. I don't. Quiotic. I don't know how to. I don't know the adjective. And that's where it's derivative of. In Spanish, I guess the adjective might be Quixotico. I don't know. Quixotico. I'll, uh, I'll have to. Quixotico. Well, I've always, I've always maintained that if I ever had a donkey, I would name him Jote. Jote. So he would be Donkey Jote. Donkey Jote. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I, I thought so. That would be quiotic. Quixotic. Yes. Kick, well, <laughs> well, this is some anyway, good material. I'm sure this is all fascinating. This will hit, hit the editing room floor. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine with me. We just go where we go. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, there's no, no cure for it. So uh, I thought of something that, that we that we could do. Um, so we would uh, we would start posting near public notices what we think really needs to be said. So the one the one that the one that I thought of the other day, and I can't remember it all because it was on the spot, but it was in the shower of the Y, and there's a sign on the wall that says you must yep. shower before using the pool. So I I want to mm-hmm. get a a board. And write the message that I really want to tell people, and then put it on the wall, and then somehow film people read in the shower. Good, although it's in the shower, so I don't know. But maybe just I don't know how that would work. But the note would say, "And we mean this, you slime ball. Don't just stand under the water and get your hair wet and then get in the hot tub. Actually, use soap. When you get in the hot tub, before you get in the hot tub, and preferably before you shower, please take a piss." Because I know what you're going to do if you don't is the first thing you're going to do in the hot tub that I'm going to sit in next is you're going to piss. Mm -hmm. So you sloppy pig, piss, then shower using soap and then get into the community hot tub. Do you get it? That's what we post. It's a long time. We're going to put it up though. Right, right, right. Well, they're taking a shower. We want them to take a while. Right. But that's an example of what I mean. So it's almost like a, a, a little rant. Where, 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 you know, you, you or I, in this case, might say, oh, it pisses me off the way that people don't take showers for the, you know, you know, sure. blah, blah, blah. it clearly pisses you off. Well, and I know you're with me on this. So what's your, what's your understanding of the motivation for the shower before you get in the pool? Is it to, and in the current state where they don't enforce any soap, is it just to generally wash off dust and grime or is it? It's the goal is to reduce as much as possible the amount of dirt that gets carried into the hot tub. Right. The amount of dead skin would be included there. The amount of uh, scabies or uh, you know scabs about to fall off. I mean, there's actually you should really shower well before you get in. And if you have open wounds, don't don't get in. That's the other. That would be the other the other sign. <laughs> they would say. And by the way. You motherfuckers with open wounds. Don't you think about getting into our hot tub. We know you want to recover, and we know you've had some kind of an accident, even to the extent of perhaps a scraping motorcycle accident. Don't get in the hot tub with open wounds or with or with, with scabs that might somehow become waterlogged and fall off into the swirling waters. No, you stop. We should have police there. We should have, we should have a, 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 a hot tub policeman. Like a guy with a you could do it with an assault rifle, standing there. Well, no, no, hey, you. I don't think we got to get crazy. Just, just a gaff, a gaff hook. Right. Well, as we discussed in the previous episode. Not, 
Not for the fish, but... Right, for, for... Well, I mean, they're in the water. Also included with the open wounds is the... You know, you don't want you don't want people with a bunch of band aids getting in there. Oh, oh, yeah, you find a band aid in there in the water, and you just yeah. get out. Right. So I got to right. tell you a story. Did I tell you this already about the guy in the hot tub who I accidentally touched? <laughs> I get in the hot tub, and it's after a, it's after one of our podcasts, and I get in the hot tub, and uh, he has moved. He's the only other one person in there, and he's moved from a corner to kind of a middle one. There's four corners and there's there's only two middle ones on the long side. Uh, but the way that he's positioned himself toward the jet, he's kind of partly in the corner, but not very much. So I grab the corner, which is the best corner, the close corner. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to me, the way that his he's in the water is that a part of his body is actually all the way over toward me, although you couldn't see that because it's below the water. And so I, my foot touches his foot and he doesn't much glance at me. He just moves a little bit more to the left. So I get comfortable. As is reasonable. Yeah, of course, and it was just perfectly fine. Uh, but then as I relaxed and laid down in the water a little bit, where his new position was, his right leg apparently was splayed all the way out. So it was still, a leg is long. Yes. I mean, it's three feet long, right? Sure. So he's three feet underwater, closer to me than I knew. And so for the second time, I just touched his foot. I didn't kick it. I didn't hurt it. Right. I just touched it. And he gave me this look, right? And literally spun in the water to give me a look and then stormed out of the hot tub with a huff and grabbed his towel and marched out the door, leaving me alone in the hot tub chuckling about what, what possibly could have been going on with this man that, that he was so irritated that apparently I did, in fact, make a move twice. Maybe that is irritating. I didn't. I certainly, in, in hindsight, I realized that I could have just simply taken another corner, but that is, after all, my corner, and I'm there every night. I lay claim to it to a certain extent. But I was thinking about running into him in the health club, right? And what I'd say to him. Are you going to, like, wink at him and be like, hey, man. No, 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 no. I'd say, I'd, I'd say, uh, I'd say, boy, that hot tub sure is relaxing, isn't it? <laughs> that's one, one, that's one thing. The other one would say, just to stop, um, you know, drying my hair or something and say, hey, man, you all right? I mean, you okay? I'm worried about you. I mean, you okay? Another one would be to go in and sit down on the stool next to him and take my bathing suit off. And then look up at him with big, big sad eyes and say, hello. <laughs> He'd run. Or, He'd run. Or, or, or ask him, hey, you want to get back in the hot tub? <laughs> hey, man, you're pretty nimble. I like that. How about climbing back, how about climbing back in that hot tub with me? I mean, I... I I, if somebody did that to me, I have to. I think I'd just be very polite and, and gracious. Oh, it's all right, you know. You know, if I didn't like it, grab their foot and yank them underwater. One thing is the second time, and another thing is the seventh time, where you reposition yourself and the other person manages manages to find you. Uh, but it was only twice. So I think you're. I think you're in the clear. I, I think he he's in the wrong. You're clearly in the right. That's a good hot tub story. I know, right? <laughs> so that, that that expression you just used, you know, right? That expression can be traced to a very specific point in time, like all expressions, right? Or a particular article sure. or the first one was quoted. But I remember I remember these there's these women that I know who live in, in the New York City area, uh, Brooklyn, uh, the Bronx, Manhattan, etc., work in and out of different boroughs there. And um, they 
there, uh, things like that, which is a speech pattern, or I don't know what, sure, what's it called when you know that that thing that happens when people do that, right? Whatever it is, you 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 remember. Yeah, we'll, we'll say speech pattern. Yeah, right. Um, but they were always I knew ahead of the curve because it was coming from there. So I would hear something from them that I would be able to understand was going to be something that soon I'd hear right. from everybody. Another one that I heard was, uh, you're saying something to somebody and they say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Right. And when I heard this woman say this, I thought, I've never heard this before. And I know that soon I'm going to hear a lot of people say, and damn, if it wasn't true. You know? Well, you know, the uh, I, listen, I listen to a um, one of the podcasts that I really like is called Lexicon Valley by Slate.com. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, and it's all about the science of words and how word how language changes and the the host has written a bunch of different books about how language changes and one of the very consistent things that is seen throughout history is every new expression you you picked on it you picked up on it perfectly every new expression comes from women men don't invent new ways of talking huh. it's always women which uh is you know it's one of those weird imbalances in in human life, but and one of the things that, that they do in that show is they will look back, uh, they will play to the extent that you know we have recordings from a hundred years ago. They will play recordings of the way people used to talk a hundred or fifty years ago, uh-huh, and uh-huh. talk about how that has changed and why it has changed and how ling- linguists have a, a understand the standard progression oh, right, of how right, right. language changes and how. So they can sort of predict that if if we're saying, uh, yeah, now, then in in a few years we might be saying yeah or something right. like that. There's a well, it's, that's, it's, that's just a contrived example that I came up with, but they they know the way that those that the words change in that way. It's funny um, that you say that because I had had an experience last night, in fact, that I was going to mention, uh, which was I was watching the movie Deadwood. And I'm a big fan of the series. And, and in fact, when I was going through physical therapy for one of my many historical ailments, I think my uh, frozen uh, right shoulder, where I could watch all of them in like three days, every one of the mm-hmm. seasons, I think three seasons, perhaps maybe 21 episodes, whatever, but a fascinating series. I've heard it's very good. Amazing stuff. But they did a movie recently this past year. And in the movie, the language in, 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 in it is very formal and somewhat stilted but parsed with so much foul language on top of it that it's this fascinating juxtaposition in the movie of what everybody talked, which was more formal, but what the the, the so-called with the higher-ups or this, this, the hoity-toities would say with the riffraff, mixing it with their lexicon of, this, right. of, of you know, every other phrase was that dirty cocksucker, you know, you know or, or, or fuck this, right? But but the formal language where in, in what uh, I think his name is uh, Ian, Ian McShane, I think is the, the, the lead character. You'd have to check this because and edit it correctly. So I'm saying it right. But I won't. He says to this to the senator is brevity in your repertoire. <laughs> and, and that was that came up. But here is the scene that I want you to link to the show notes. And it is that this uh, female character uh, played by a woman. I want to say Polly, mm, Polly something. She's very good. And she's been in many movies. She's quite an actress. She gets off the train and she runs into an old friend and he offers her to, to, to carry her and her adopted niece or daughter to where they were going. And she looks at him and she says, yes, I would be ever grateful for the transport, <laughs> but it pales, it pales in how delightful it would be to have your company. 
Hey, I'd be happy to convey y'all into Deadwood Camp in my wagon. As we would be for the transport and your good company. Oh, well, come on. And she says it in just the most, um, right. you know, a, a posh, common conversational way right. Right, right. that you can understand how that language, that formality, which was stilted in one sense, and for her to, to, to display it with right. just the right uh, lightness and, and, and whatnot, but then have it. Where some of the other actors, it was a bit, it seemed a bit tedious for them, uh, uh, perhaps, that the language was, was that way. And some found it just, uh, the, the better, the more I liked the character was somewhat related to how well they did with that formal banter mixed with that, that, that underlying riffraffy current of, of vulgarity. Um, but I was thinking right. about, uh, as you were mentioning, the, the linguist, what, what, what a linguist would say about all that, you know, in, in, in how. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's, it was, it was uh, Deadwood, South Dakota back in the, before it was a state. And then the movie is when they became a state. It's, uh, it's actually quite, uh, hmm. quite good. And, and, and we're seeing some of the performances are unbelievable. So are they just like, well, I do say so. You may go fuck yourself. Is it stuff no, like no, that? No, no, no. Uh-uh. Nope. Is it nope. that sort of mixture? It's first of all, it's, it's American. It's an American accent, not not well, British at all. Well, it, it's not. But but your point being that is it is it that is pattern it, where they they put the, the 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 vulgarity within the pattern of the formal language? No, they don't. They talk okay, the formal so language and then kind of there's two languages, it. right? It's and, and, and but then they pepper it where uh, where he might where he might have said um, is uh, is is brevity in your repertoire. And then uh, the guy, you know, that comes back and says something brief. And in this case, he was wanting his support to try to, you know, buy this land from from Charlie. And uh, and the guy would say, uh, the Shane's character, the lead character, uh, was, oh God, he's quite a long name, Stewardson's son, I think. He he, mm-hmm. he comes back and he says, "Wow, you are uh, amazingly a forthright and pithy uh, in that remark." But need I remind you that my a general a feeling for you is that you should go fuck yourself, right? Because this guy cut his finger off, among other things. So to some extent, yes, I think built into it, but more, you know, as he's walking away or talking to a bartender, they may say, well, what did he have to say? And the response would be, what else would a cocksucker say that would come out of his mouth other than a bunch of, you know, of, of jism or whatever? I mean, whatever. Very, very yeah, yeah. vulgar and, and and uh, but the formality of it is is really interesting as it makes you really have to listen, you know, to what the characters are saying. Right. There have been several shows, but I recall back when I was in college, I guess, there was this this teen drama show called Dawson's Creek that um, where you know a lot of people, uh, a lot of famous people got their got their start. Those act, those actors all went on to be to be important in Hollywood. But the the way it was a, it was the show where it was teenagers, but they talked like really posh adults. Like they used just these enormous words. And I recall even at the time, I thought this is a bizarre show where they're they're using. It's like they're it's like they're your average teenagers, but they're using these amazing words and never yeah. once did yeah. they say, uh, well, you know, like it was all just, well, I, do, I, I, I do declare that I think you should go out with That's me. That's um, a very good quote. But it was, you might want to put something it was stuff like that. a little bit more, it was, more believable. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you, 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 that was a bad quote. Was, no, you should have written something about that. I think my 
myself up like this. I am such an idiot. Dude, listen to me. Look, you were phenomenal out there tonight. Don't let these inbred idiots get you down. If you leave now, you're never going to forgive yourself. Look, I don't belong here, Dawson. I mean, look at me. I mean, how could I have stooped this low for money? I, I might as well have just sold myself on a street corner. Dude, you realize you could win this thing? But what's interesting about that is that that's a thing that my children express. Uh, that my, and I think my father was the first to notice this. He said, your children yeah, right. speak adult English because my children don't have any contact with other English speaking children, right? They only talk to me and my wife. And so it's not, it's not uncommon for, you know, my six-year-old to say, um, well, actually, what if we decided to not go there, right, but right. the alternative is we could right. do this. And that's a thing that your your average six-year-old is in America is not going to talk like that. Right. Uh, and, and they don't talk like right. that in Spanish because they right. talk like a Spanish uh, childhood. But because they only know uh, adult English and they don't have any of the uh, shortcuts or whatever right. that are taken right. In, right. in English by children. Right. Aaron is like that. Really? He would go up to adults when he was like three years old and put out his hand and say, hello, my name is Aaron. What's your name? <laughs> and they'd be like, well, well, hello, little man. <laughs> and then he'd just say, what's your name? <laughs> and then he'd say, do you want to go play? And, you know, I remember John White, first time he met him, he said, well, sure. He took him by the hand and put him in the room. <laughs> but that's that. And there's this other boy uh, we know who's married to our uh, nephew's, uh, our nephew. We love uh, her and her her uh, her nephew uh, uh, is like that and very very uh, uh, ahead of his you know ahead of his uh, his speech patterns way ahead of his age and and when he was really young we'd say something to him you know and he'd say well actually the fact is that you know blah 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 and and right. and then say you know and it's often been said that blah 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 and blah 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 and you look at him and say are you five? <laughs> right. I pardon me for contradicting you, but uh, yeah, is that a right. and then the well actually was 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 that where where you might say something you know light spirited around the campfire or whatever you know that was you know maybe half truth half fiction you know he would opine you know right. and say well actually you, you would say something like that huh that you would say something half truth and half truth and half fiction around the campfire that seems weird. I know it's 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 hard to believe the. I imagine you could simulate that because your kids were homeschooled, yes. at least from a right. young age. Uh, and I imagine that would greatly contribute to that, where they're not in direct contact with other kids their age. Or in this case, the it, kids in know this case too. Yes, yeah. that, that's part of it. Um, um, uh, but it's, it was more than that. This was, this was more he was born with it rather than learned it. This was this was okay. this was a uh, old soul in a in a an older soul in a in a, in a younger in a younger uh, station. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at Patreon.com/happyhour. That's all one word: happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website: happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm, that's with a dot spelled out, happyhour.dotfm, or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour.dotfm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.